I actually got messaged on Instagram um, asking about going on a dating programme. Have you ever heard of Married at First Sight? And then I said, well, that's not really a dating programme, is it? That's that, that's a little bit further. I'm a big believer in throwing yourself into sort of everything yeah. and really any opportunity that comes your way, just pushing yourself into it because you never know what's going to come from that. So I was like, do you know what? Let's run with it. Let's do it. And- Right, dear podcast listener and podcast viewer this season, because we're on camera, um, I've got Adam Abling on the other end of the uh, Zoom call today. Super excited and delighted and honoured to get him because I know he's a busy man. Um, I thought a bit of backstory and uh, Adam will tell, tell us who he is in a second. Yeah. But, um, well, in fact, mate, let me start with a quote from your website. So yeah. Find it, and then you can take us into what you do. Loving the T-shirt, by the way. Thank uh, you. I've got my happy happy T-shirt. Yeah, I've got T-shirt envy all of a sudden. <laughs> on your website, which is why my our philosophy at Ask Me Brill and yours is kind of the same. You say on your website, and I quote, if I do my job correctly, this will be the last time you need to diet or have a coach. Yeah. I'm super interested in that. But tell us about what you do, and then we'll come back to that quote. So, so backstory, mate. Backstory, how how deep do you want me to, to go? Deep. Deep, deep. So basically, um, last year I was on a, a, a TV programme, Married at First Sight, and that's kind of where everything has kind of come from, really. But I'm a, I'm a lot more than that. I'm sort of like a, a personal trainer. Hold on, coach. hold on, hold on. Let me hang on. <laughs> I didn't know that. So, yeah. so. This is reality TV that's not real, not reality TV. Well, no, it's it's hundred percent real, but um, yeah, the the marriage part of it isn't isn't maybe one hundred percent real. Okay, so um, can before I talk about what you do now, how the yeah. heck you get on? What sorts of backstory to that? Even so, I actually got messaged on Instagram um, asking about going on a dating program. So I was like, "What what dating program is that?" And he was like, "Oh, have you ever heard of Married at First Sight?" And then I said. Well, that's not really a dating program, is it? That's that, that's a little bit further. Yeah. But I'm I'm a big believer in throwing yourself into sort of everything yeah. and really any opportunity that comes your way, just pushing yourself into it because you never know what's going to come from that. So I was like, do you know what? Let's run with it. Let's do it. And then, yeah, it was a it was a hell of a hell of a journey. And we were that, still- that pushed you into the media limelight, basically, did it? it gave you a profile. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it was it was actually really weird, and you'll probably resonate with this quite a lot. So. A week before I got messaged about Married at First Sight, I did a vision board. One of the things that I put on the vision board, because I wanted to start my, my online coaching. So one of the things that I put on the vision board was start my online coaching program. And I knew like a, a, a way to do that and a way to sort of get a little bit of traction online would be to potentially appear on TV. So I actually wrote appear on TV on there. No way. Because I, I'd, I'd been on a, a TV program, I think it was about a year and a half before, just, just a small one, because I... I I'm a fitness person, so I posted a lot of content online. So obviously, sort of like casting people yeah. saw me with, with my top off, and then sort of like gave me gave me a bit of a message. Um, so you were already you're already in the fitness game anyway, but you wanted to go online. The online thing was the missing piece. Um, so yeah, at, at the time I was an electrician, but I, I realised that I was unhappy, sort of yeah, yeah. Un- unfulfilled in what I was doing. Um, also sort of like some, some things had gone on. I was a little bit lonely. So that, that's one of the reasons that I did this vision board and I drew on there like a, a picture because I wanted to find a partner. I wanted to get a dog. I wanted to sort of settle down. And then I, I drew like a, the only picture that I put on the vision board, I drew a picture of me holding hands with a woman holding a dog. 
And then sort of, I, I kid you not, a week later, and this is like why I'm a big believer in law of attraction, setting your goals, like manifestation. A week later, I got messaged about Married at First Sight. Off the back of that, I launched sort of my, my online coaching. Like I'm now sort of with my partner who I met on the show. So everything sort of came yeah, true. And I don't want to be disparaging about electricians, but most electricians don't do vision boards. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they really don't. Yeah. So I think you were obviously into the subject way before um, before you went on the telly, but it's so yeah. I can feel the energy. By the way, I love it doing a, uh, doing this webinar with you. I can feel the energy, like whoop. yeah. That, that's so, that's literally what what I am about. Like energy. Like li a lot of people come to me to lose weight now, but I, I, before we get to sort of the weight loss, my my first thing that I say to them is we we need to focus on energy. If you're not energized, if you're not like we, we need to take the focus away from, from weight loss and, and go straight to... Right. Well, come back to the quote then. Let's come back to the quote. Now we know yeah. what you do. So yeah. um, now you change people's lives. <laughs> you like to think that we do as well, but like here, and you're you're the whole, the body-mind connection. Back to yeah. the quote that we started. If I do my job correctly, this will be the last time you need to diet, to diet or have a coach. So what do you mean by that? Why... Yeah, so I so I believe my job as a, an online coach or sort of like helping people is isn't only to help them lose weight and like crash them into sort of like a, a diet, drain all their energy, give them low food. Yeah. It's more to sort of show them how to fit it into their lifestyle, how how to fit it into their lifestyle and how to how to make it the last time they're ever going to need a coach, the last time they're looking for another way to diet because they actually have learned the fundamentals of how to do it instead of just like following something and being like and getting to the end of it and then like oh what do I do next what yeah so my, my sort of whole goal is to sort of educate people on how to make it a lifestyle change instead of just losing losing weight I mean how many people do you do I meet who've <laughs> dieted for 40 years mate yeah yeah dieted literally for 40 years they've tried everything and and but unless their underlying identity changes unless their habits yeah. change then they're always going to default back to the the, the bad old version of them. But I, I think the I have this thing. So I've got I've got <laughs> I'm a doctor of happiness, mate, which is a bit weird, right? So I yeah. I've, I've been watching months. your videos actually. I've been excited yeah. to talk to you and sort of pick your brains a little bit as well. Yeah, no, no, thanks, fella. I mean, it's all fairly obvious stuff. Like what you do is fairly obvious. I mean, most people yeah. should know how to take care of themselves, but we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not taking good yeah. care of ourselves. But I had this thing when I was doing a because I'm not a naturally very clever academic person all right so um i had to work really hard to get a phd and like super hard and there was those stats so statistics numbers are not my thing i can write but i can't numbers are rubbish so i talked myself into getting really upset halfway through my research going oh no i can't I can remember coming home from loughborough in tears to my wife going i'll never do this i'm rubbish at numbers i'm rubbish at stats all right because i got it in my head that i can't do it but then i had this kind of light bulb moment where I changed my identity away from somebody who will never be able to do it to somebody who is capable of, of getting good at statistics. Yeah. And seriously, mate, I know it sounds obvious, but as soon as I change that identity and what's going on in here and my view of myself as somebody who I'm like, I am struggling right now, but I know that if I work hard enough, I will nail this. Then it started to get easier. Yeah. And I did nail it. And I got my PhD. And I think this change of identity in your game, away from somebody who hates exercise into somebody who takes good care of their physical health. As yeah. soon as you change that identity, then exercise is the most natural thing in the world because you are a p kind of person who looks after, or I, instead of being somebody who hates eating healthy food, somebody who 
takes who eats good food most of the time. A simple change here gets you everything comes easier when you change yeah. your identity. Yeah, yeah, one one hundred percent. I've like done a couple of videos saying the, the exact same oh, thing. Cool. I, I started the the year this year with, with all my clients, and we did a webinar. And one of the things that I said to them was, "We need to change self limiting beliefs, like a belief that we hold on ourselves that isn't necessarily true, but the fact we've told ourselves that many times, like for for like we we actually start to believe it. For example, people who say sort of like, "I like food too much to lose weight," that's that's not necessarily true. Everyone likes food. But that's a self-limited belief. And I, I do it to myself. I, so I listen to books. I really enjoy listening to books. And I, I've got a self-limited belief on myself that I, I haven't got the attention span to, to read a book. But that's not true because if there's a book that I like, I have read books in the past. But it's, it's a self-limited belief. Yeah. And exactly like you say, if it's literally it's simple as changing your mindset, changing that like identity that we hold on ourselves that can yeah. sort of unlock it. Yeah. I, I have become I've become the kind of person who makes good choices around food. Yeah. All right. Now that doesn't mean that I always eat. I mean, so I'm eating my blueberries today. Right? <laughs> Occasionally, I will make a choice that fits the situation that isn't healthy. But generally speaking, I am now. I didn't used to be. I'm now a person who makes good choices around food. Yeah. And what that and like like you were saying, what does take the effort away? I'm not trying. To, I don't have to diet anymore because yeah. I'm making good choices most of the time. So I can I'll eat what what's good for me and that, i know that, what, yeah, yeah. That, that's like what it. i say that's yeah. sorry that's exactly what i, I say to people your you diet sh if you're trying to lose weight your diet shouldn't really feel like a diet obviously you, you'll have to tweak a few things you'll have to maybe yeah. cut a, cut down on certain things but it shouldn't feel like you're dieting like you can yeah lose you still weight. feel full yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so so right that's so that's the intake of food what about exercise and because I think, I, you know, sitting is the new smoking type thing, isn't it? They're all sitting there, sedentary yeah. jobs, Zooming and, and on computers instead of, I don't know, what farming and whatever the, the old, yeah. the old <laughs> style jobs were, which were inherently physical jobs, weren't they? Yes. So what, what about exercise? Because you can eat all the right foods, but um, if we're not actually moving enough, are we? Yeah. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, you, you, you need to be sort of moving as well. And I, I put put a post out yesterday talking on something very, very similar like exercise and training should be looked at well training more than exercise like going to the gym lifting weights things like that should be looked at sort of like as a health benefit like body composition working the muscle like obviously you're going to burn calories but if you sort of want to stay in shape just being active in general like just trying to get your steps up trying to move a lot more I know that my job now compared to when I was an electrician like I could eat so much food when I was an electrician because I was literally on my feet, up and down ladders, carrying things all day. But now I sit on my laptop all day. So I need to try and make sure that I'm still moving as well. I still I still train and go to the gym, but in between that, I need to make sure that I'm moving. I noticed when, when I did make the change from being an electrician to work, working from sort of home by myself on, on a laptop, I did notice sort of my, I, I, for the first time ever, I went through like a little patch of like anxiety. And I think that was one of the contributors to that the fact that I just wasn't moving as much and not interacting as much as, as people. And I thought I was like, I've always been quite a, not macho, but like a, a I've worked on building sites, been like a, a, yeah. a man's man. And I've always thought I was sort of bulletproof to that kind of thing. But as soon as I stopped moving as much, stopped interacting as much, that it hit me and I was like, oh, I need to change something up a little bit here. That's interesting. Yeah. But you, you're clever enough to change it, you see, and think, um, we can get stuck in routines and habits and repetitive behaviours. I think sometimes we end up 
being really busy doing the wrong things. Actually, yeah. we're, we're super busy uh, doing the wrong things. I read. Um, there's, well, it's in my head. I'm going to tell you. There was a. There's a Japanese. I'm just kind of trying to compile a book that takes words from around the world that I haven't got to directing his translation. There's this beautiful Japanese phrase, uh, harahachibu, and harahachibu literally means you should stop eating just before you're full. Yeah. Right, which is contrary to what how I was brought up, where you had to eat everything on your plate or you get no pudding. Yeah. Or you stop eating when it hurts. Like, <laughs> like that Christmas Day feeling. So what do you think? Stop eating just before you're full. Harahachibu, does that hold any water? The aim is to so you don't uh, stop it's funny yeah. it's funny funny you ask that actually, because I actually I was speaking to a client literally last night about this. He so what I do, I give people meal plans to follow. I, I make sure the flexibility is there as well. But they, they tend to sort of get the structure in through through the meal plans. And uh, one of the guys messaged me last night. He was like, I'm doing my own thing with, with the meals on an evening. Like, how do I just eyeball food up? And I was like, probably the, the best way to see if you're getting enough in is yeah. to eat enough to sort of just fill yourself up. Like, because you're better off sort of filling yourself up from a meal, but never going past the point where, like, you, you, you're stuffed, you're blown. That's how you boom, mate. That's it. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Eat, start eating before you're absolutely stuffed. And you, the, yeah. the Japanese are smart. Have you heard of the Okugaki? Is it the Okugaki? Uh, is it yes. Is that, the, is that the thing about purpose or not? What? Yeah. I, I think it's, I, I think it was in Ross Edgley book he, he was speaking about, it, and it's having, it, it it's training towards something. I think they do hundred marathons or hundred sort of hundred mile runs or something in a hundred days. And it, it's something along those lines. And it's like, uh, having an Okugaki in your life. So what, what, what's your per? Yeah, it is. It is pretty much purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, um, there's also, they call them the blue zones, I think where these places where people live to be a hundred more. So, some of Sicily, uh, Okinawa, one of the Japanese islands, where the, if you look at the population, they've got loads and loads of really seriously old people, like 110, yeah. 120 year olds. It's that kind of thing. And one of the things is they have they have purpose. Yeah. They have this um, the purpose in life. They're connected socially, so they still eat with their families and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they eat, they eat blueberries and, and healthy. Food. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've got all these really simple habits, and they and they move. So yeah. if, you get, if, you, if you go to the Mediterranean, you see all these old people cycling around and walking around the village, don't you? Well, yeah. you don't see it in the UK. See, um, so they keep active even in their old age. So they're not yeah. just doing weights in a gym, but they're, they're walking up. around the village. They're walking around the town. They'll go walk into the shops and bring their bring their shopping home. So I think there's loads of lessons you can learn there from these yeah. longevity communities where they, they live longer. And they're happier, basically happier and older. Yeah, I saw. Have you seen that um, series with Chris Hemsworth, Limitless? Um, no, I don't think so. Tell me. Uh, so he, he basically explores ways in which people sort of try and live long, longer, live happier, live live fuller. I think you'd absolutely love it. And they did tests on some seventy-year-old cyclists, and they tested their immune systems, and they had yeah. the immune systems of twenty-year-olds, and they basically <laughs> said, "You don't." I'm, I'm going to butcher this. I know. I keep every time I try to say it, I say it wrong. You don't get old because you stop moving. You stop. No. You... Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It, yeah, it always fries my head trying to say it. You, you don't, don't start old. moving because you get old. You get old because you stop moving. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. that's the one, isn't it? That's yeah. the one. And it's so true. It's so true, isn't it? Actually, yeah. so true. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I read something as well. I'll, I'll, I think I might have covered it on somebody else's podcast, but I'll do it on my own. It's called the Jonah Complex, and I'm like fascinated by it. 
because um, it's it's basically when you when you come out of your mum's tum and you're born, you're one day old. If you think about it, you come into the world naked and screaming, which isn't a particularly great entrance. I, I'm hoping I don't go out naked and screaming. <laughs> we all came in naked and screaming. Something will have gone wrong there if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the apocalypse. Yeah, but one day, everybody watching this or listen to this, and one day old, the one day old version of you, like he's like amazing. There's potential in a newborn child. Every eight billion of us, when we came from mum's terms, the potential that, right? And then you get, and then you get, I'm 56, right? So you get to an age, quite often you'll get to an age and you'll look at your life and you'll go, what happened to all that potential? And you, you know, you don't sometimes quite live up to what you could have been at one day old. Now, the Jonah complex, so Jonah was a guy in the Bible and in the Quran, I think, who was, he got swallowed by a whale, which is a bit of a backstory. But apparently, he, prayed, he was a very, it was just a bad day, to be fair. But he's a very timid merchant. And God asked him to do some big thing. And, and, and Jonah just runs a market store, right? So apparently, I wasn't there, but I'm guessing. But he said to God, he said, uh, well, you can't mean me, boss. You know, I, I'm just like Jonah. I just run the market store. You can, I, yeah, I can't do this big thing you've asked me to do. So Jonah basically said no to whatever the thing was. And the Jonah complex, if you Google it, it's really interesting. Because the Jonah complex, basically, Jonah preferred to play small. He preferred to the easier life. He preferred not to take any risks. And the Jonah complex alludes to the fact that the fact that living your best life or living, getting fit or, or, or being your best self, it's not that we can't do that. It's that we don't do that. It's that we're a little bit scared. It's a really interesting thing. We're a little bit scared of our own awesomeness, right? If we were going to release our full awesomeness on the world, well, what will people think if I'm amazing? What if I try and be my best self? What if I fail? What if I set my goals and don't achieve them? So we talk ourselves out of doing all this amazing stuff because it's easier and safer to play small. And I had an audience this morning with a bunch of students in, in Nottingham. I said, why would you, when you've only got one go at life, why would you play small? Why would you, why would you aim to be an average student? Why would you aim to be an average fitness coach? Yeah. Why would you aim to be an average nurse or, or a, a bog standard teacher? Why wouldn't you, if you've only got one chance at this magnificent thing we call life, why wouldn't you really truly go for it? Yeah. And I think, I think the Jonah Company is really interesting because it points to the fact it's, it's safer and easier to not live your best life. Although um, we talk about it, but we're not prepared to do it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that quite a lot. And that people are more scared of actually achieving things than scared of failure sometimes. And that's why they don't do yeah. it because, and it, it, if you think about it, it does kind of make sense because you, it's quite comfortable just to stay as you are, isn't it? Like you, you yeah. used to your own surroundings, you're used to normal things, but if you actually achieved what those huge goals might be, it, it might be a complete different world. And sometimes you, you just don't go for things because you're scared of actually achieving them. Yeah. But I think that when you get to 95, you might yeah. have a few regrets with that. You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. think I, I'm, I'm suspecting a few, a few regrets. Okay. So I think I, I just, I land one more on you and then I'll, I'll let you crack yeah. on. Um, I, I've got this thing now that, so for years, so I didn't always know what I know now in terms of positive psychology, right? I was just going through life, just being a normal person and life is fine. My life now is, and I don't like to brag about it, but my life is extraordinary. I'm like, wow, I feel, I don't know quite how it's happened, but I'm the owner of an awesome life. And that, some people get upset about, oh, I, bragging about his life, right? I'm not bragging, I'm just saying. I, I, I think going from just meeting you from like this, I think 
you've probably attracted that into your life from from sort of the, the positivity that you're putting out, the, the energy that you put out. Because that you positivity attracts positivity, doesn't it? If you yeah. if you say that you you were that in an amazing place, you, you've put the work in to do that. You, well, I, I hope, hopefully, I mean, who knows? And I think you 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 you're probably on the same lines. But I think the old version of me, before I knew any of this. Um, I always thought that self-care, because self-care is such a big issue now. Everybody's talking about self-care, self-care, self-care. I always thought self-care was looking after myself right now in this moment. So saying nice things to myself, being my best mate in my head, and trying to eat decent food and get good sleep most of the time. And I would fail and fail and fail and fail. I'd eat the wrong stuff. I wouldn't get to bed on time, and I'd just break all the rules, right? So although I, I wanted to look after myself, then I realized I had this massive breakthrough about four or five years ago where I realized that true self-care is about looking after myself right now in this moment, making good choices now, while also keeping an eye on the well-being of my future self, right? And Adam, that second piece has changed everything for me. So yeah. today's version of me today, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look after myself right now today by eating the right food and getting a bit of exercise every day and getting to bed on time and not drinking too much alcohol. But I'm also looking out for the well-being of my future self. So I'm looking out for my well-being next week, next month, next year, and in 10 years. And that, having an eye today on my 10-year in the future self, again, makes the effort of having to go out for a run or the effort of having to eat healthy food. There is no effort because yeah. I want to, I genuinely want to feel good today. And I genuinely want to look after myself in 10 years' time. So therefore... The effort's gone. All the effort that I was putting in for 40 years, I was trying and failing, and now I'm not trying anymore because it makes perfect sense because I'm looking after my future self. I'm rabbiting. I'm rambling. Do you know what I'm talking about? 100%. I, it, there's a quote that always sticks out to me, and people say it as like a, they're just like a throwaway comment. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. And I always say, why not be here for a good long time? Like, what, <laughs> what is the point in like, not having both? Like, you can have both if you want both. But, well, I, I, think that, I can't think of a better ending to that, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's not, I don't want, I don't necessarily want to live to be 110. I don't want more more years on my life. I want more life in my years. And yeah. I think that's the same thing, isn't it? I want to be alive while I'm here and I want to live it fully. And I think clearly you do as well. I like to say I can feel the energy. So, so fella, I mean, just massive thanks for uh, squeezing in 20 minutes with me today. Oh, no, that's uh, all good. I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's good. good you know, chat. People are going to love this podcast because they're going to feel your energy, mate. So, yeah, of course. Uh, um, so thanks so much where can where can we find you give give us a quick plug um so i'm mainly on uh, instagram that's probably where i'm most active but i am on tiktok i'm on yeah. uh, youtube which i need to up my game a little bit on um and i am bringing out my own sort of podcast as well but uh, i've got a three-month-old baby so that's kind of been put okay on, okay, put okay on the back burner a little bit but um yeah i will, I will get that done mate i'm delighted the vision board the vision board actually works it does. It one percent. I've done it for twenty twenty three as well. So we'll maybe come back in twenty twenty four and see. Right. And okay, see fella. All right. Okay. Brilliant. All right. Um, well, till next time. Have a good one. See you. Perfect. See you. Thank you, Andy. Great Cheers, chat. Speak soon. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. <laughs> Remember, the world has enough negativity already. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. 
Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.